last week on Discount Heroes. I'll trade you a question for a question. Where did you get that cloak? It's pretty cool, isn't it? You want to see it? He pulls it out. He puts it on. Ah! (laughs) He clamps his considerable fists together. Yeah, once he goes like he's going to put his hands on Nox, I just tackle him. As his radiant fist makes a solid impact on your jaw. Whoa, man. Whoa, whoa. We don't need to be enemies. Just take off the cloak and we can talk. Maybe we can try this again. The name's Knox. You can call me Rick. Why would he bring the cloak back? To frame Forager. Maybe we need to find him. And if he wants us dead, then maybe he'll find us. So let's set a trap. Guys, thumbs going on with the ship. Thrasher, fastball special. You make your throw and Knox flips through the air. Then you glide down to the ground. Flargobuds, <laughs> what are you doing? I just push his ass right off the ship. We need to get away from the city before this thing shows up. You want to fly this thing out to a nondescript area and await our fate? Yeah, let's go to the hidden hills or something. You summon the power of the celestial dragon to grant you otherworldly sight, and you don't notice anything. Whoa, guys, look! Is that a leading tower of terror? Tonight on Discount Heroes. Welcome to Discount Heroes. We're a chaotic, character, and story-driven real-play podcast. We're a group of five friends who've known each other for 15-plus years. We play countless hours of questionable D&D, and now we want to share with you the game that we love so much. My name is Brent. I'm the DM here. We've got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? What's up, y'all? It's Tyler. I'm playing Copes, the former Sky captain who I think lost his job. Hey everybody, this is Aaron, and I play Dimarok the Tiefling Bard. Hi, it's Jared. I play Thrasher the Human Barbarian. And this is who is in no way responsible for any bodily harm done to oneself or to others, either through either action or inaction, where the user's magical ability is in any way related to the situation of Nox Longfoot, the Gnome Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just remembered all that. That was impressive. Off the dome. As he reads it off the teleprompter. <laughs> what? Did you see that I installed a teleprompter just for that? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So we're going to do a quick... It's not, it's not a physical exercise here, Matt. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> I'm winded after just saying that sentence. We're going to do another uh, set of icebreaker questions. This time I'll specify I do want you to answer as your character. So you don't have to be yourself for a minute. In fact, Ooh. I prefer if you are Thank being you. yourself at this moment that you stop immediately. <laughs> and this is a question I've chosen randomly from a list of corporate icebreakers. Where do you see yourself going in this company? Yeah, bro. I see myself going to the stars. Softballed copes, that one. 
I just really hope that the company has a good life insurance policy for me because I'm not sure I'm going to make it a whole lot longer, but you know, we'll uh, strive for what we can get. Uh, I, I guess I'll be doing business st- stuff. Yeah, just like wherever you're going, man, like, yeah, just you tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's a good employee right there. <laughs> Damn it, Rock, you get a raise. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> I'll go wherever too, bro. <laughs> so let's go ahead and begin the game. Last week, our intrepid adventurers were confronted by a callback from episode one confronted them about the questions they were asking the waitstaff and became enraged at the sight of the cloak that Knox had taken from the body they found at the Triple D headquarters. After a brief conflict, they led the man to the site of the body, where they learned a shocking truth. He was the infamous Rick. (gasps) After swapping stories with each other, Big Rick decided to stick with the discount heroes for the time being, (laughs) thinking he'll find the one who killed his countryman, Forager, the insect body they'd found in the previous episode. While deciding on a plan of action, they were interrupted by their dear friend and ally, Flargelbuns, who'd commandeered the ship in the hopes of earning the respect of its crew. After taking control of the ship, they put their plan into action to lay a trap, I guess, heading towards the what did you the hidden valley or whatever the hidden valley ranch or something like that damn it you stole my joke (laughs) hey before we get into it do you guys think that that rick was the guy that the dude we met on the road was looking for no no i don't think so Uh, those were the probably the ricks in the hospitals yeah Uh, okay that makes more sense okay i just wanted to there was like 30 of them there that day i've just been thinking about that i wanted to check and see if you guys thought thought that might be the guy the odds are low I forgot why we were flying to the Hidden Valley, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. You took control of the ship. I think you guys had decided more or less to go to somewhat remote area. That's the only thing I managed to get from you calling it the Hidden Forest. You wanted to skywrite to get the attention of whoever it is that you're seeking to trap? Yeah, yeah. Cubs is going to take an eight-hour nap. (laughs) Is he injured? Yeah, he got super punch by a giant gorilla <laughs> oh that's still today yeah because you wouldn't let us take a long rest while rick was listening to our podcast on spotify let me get caught up give me 12 <laughs> hours i mean i i think copes kind of said it more or less as a joke but where are you guys headed no no <laughs> all right well then you got a roll to find the hidden valley the hidden forest Ooh, perception check i'm good at this 23 Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> Not so hidden that valley. Ah, I'm from there. I don't even I don't even know how a whole forest can be hidden. Fine. You find it. I left a giant flag sticking up when I left. It's just like six trees. It's <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the hidden forest. It's a forest with air quotes. Yeah. All right. We'll just say I I didn't have an idea cuz I didn't think you'd actually pass this roll. So I thought I didn't have to worry about it. Underestimating your man copes again. I know. I know. I'll never stop. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Neither will my party. 
So just give me a general idea of where this hidden forest is. Is it to the north of the city, the south of the city? Just give me something to put on this map that we've never used. But is it north or south or what? West. No, it's uh, it's northwest of the city. That was a hugely relevant change there. I'm glad you made sure to <laughs> fix that. <laughs> you know, I gotta make sure. This is a factual podcast. West, no wait, northwest. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna lean into this. So you're soaring across the repeating what? The repeating plains, and you know it's scattered with little dense thickets of forest throughout the length of the plains. But there's one in particular that you remember. Maybe you passed by it in your travels. You're welcome to explain it yourself. It's a forest that, without some kind of connection to nature, without some kind of connection to maybe the Fey, I'm just going to add that into the universe suddenly. It's just a place that if you walked past it, even if you were looking right at it, you wouldn't see it. You would just you know, lose interest suddenly as you got close and then move on. But as a member of the Circle of the Stars and being a druid, you're well aware of this place and the strange magics that inhabit it. You don't exactly know why that's the case, but it is. It's something like with the Fae, like my hooves tingle when I get near. Oh, like you can't even see it necessarily? No, no. Oh, okay. But I know it's there. Point of order. So we're going somewhere that you can't get to if you don't know where it is to try and lure somebody to us? No, we're going there to hang out. Okay. We're hoping whatever flew and attacked us in the last episode when we were flying here will come at the ship again. Right now? Potentially, yeah. That's up to Brent, yeah. Okay, we don't seem prepared for that. I mean, we definitely need a rest, and if we can go somewhere that's hidden, I think that's our best bet. Okay, right on. All right, so you guide the ship. You kind of get in your bearings a little bit. Oh, I also want to bring something up. When Knox used the ship in the last episode, I really wish I'd made him roll just for the possibility of him doing something horrible with it. So in the future, if it's the first time you're taking control of the ship, you have to make a roll. Okay. Yeah, just you made me do it. I made you do it. It's not fair. In fact, Knox, I'm going to make something bad happen to you as a result. <laughs> I deserve <Nice>. this. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way to this hidden forest that only you know about. What are you doing? You gonna hover above? You're gonna try to bring the ship in? Alright, um, I got my hand on the wheel. Hey, Knox, can you come here real quick, bro? Yeah, man, what's going on? I stick out one of my hooves. Grab onto that bad boy, and if you feel it vibrate, let me know. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> you can put that wherever uh, you like. This is for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> should I take the shoe off, or should I leave the shoe on? Oh, Shit, I forgot. And I take off my shoes, and I'm going to give them to Florigalbots. Why? Oh, we we haven't gotten him up. We need to handle that. He's still hanging like a pinata off the bow of the ship. Is he? (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll handle that as soon as we park. I feel like we should handle that before we park. Yeah, probably. Just don't squash him. Okay, I kick my shoes off. All right, hold on to that bad boy. Can't you just feel if it vibrates? Yeah, but it's more fun this way, just in case I miss it. Okay. I steer the ship to where I think they are. Yeah, so my hoof starts vibrating. You feeling this, Knox? You're getting a call. I'm getting a call. Your hoof's vibrating. Uh, <laughs> is it getting stronger? I don't know. I, it was weird. I let go. Oh, damn it. 
My foot slams into the ground because I was really holding it out there. All right, and then I nose the ship down towards the grove of trees. Okay, where are you going to be? About how far above the forest are you parking? Uh, I'm going to park 10 inches above the canopy. Okay. You don't get sight of the forest until pretty much you're right directly above it. I pull back. Yeah, yeah. They're vibrating so bad, I'm just like... (laughs) 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 Just like rattling. I think we're here. It must have been a strange sensation. You might have been looking directly at it, but you just found your sight sliding past it. And then suddenly, as you're right above it, a sprawling, majestic forest sits beneath you. Or grove. I pull back and I I level the ship out. We're here, boys. Welcome to the Hidden Forest. All right, Captain. You want me to haul this goblin pinata guy up? Yeah, yeah. Y'all get him up here. I'm sure he's not enjoying the canopy as much as we are. (laughs) Yeah, we need to figure out what we're going to do with Flargobun. Should we talk this over before we bring him up, or should we let him plead his case? What does he say from below? Ah, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's all talk about how we're going to accept him onto the ship. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to be honest. I really like this guy. I know, Knox. I think we need him. You know, maybe you need to talk to him. Listen. This is Thrasher. I think we should let him on. I think we should, we should let him let him be a part of the crew. <laughs> what am I doing over there, guys? Okay, so me and Thrasher both agree. Guys, it wasn't me. <laughs> guys! Uh, rock on, guys. Uh, get your castanets ready. I think Flargobans would be a great addition. Hey, I kind of like this guy, too. We have an imposter. <laughs> All right, I want to haul him up. And hand over hand, I just start pulling the rope up. He's just grinning like an idiot as you pull him up. <laughs> Smiling with a, a long tooth smile. He actually has a nice smile. Kind of infects me. And I give him a nice little wave while he's coming up. And I drop him a little bit. Oh, oh. And I get my hands back on the rope. I haul him up onto the top of the ship. Ah, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I lifted you up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. One of your best friends put me down there, but, you know, I mean, fair is fair, I think. We're, we call it even, right? Uh, I'm thinking about throwing you back over. Look, I, I'll just um, I'll just make myself at home downstairs. You don't have to talk to me for a while, no, right? That's good, right? <laughs> we're not going to leave this guy on our ship, are we? Plargabuns, stay right there at the edge, or we're going to have Thrasher throw you over. We need to talk this out. What's the plan, guys? It would be nice to have an extra set of hands around. Can we trust him? No. I think he's fine. Yeah, he's not going to do it again, right, Flargo Buns? He shakes his head. No. Because <laughs> if he flies it again, I'm going to cut him in half. He nods his head. <laughs> <laughs> what if we uh, tie the ship to a big tree? Why? So he can't fly away with it. It's a terrible plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to say it in character. That's just a bad idea, and you should feel bad for saying it. Anybody else? Yeah, it's a bad plan. He'll be flying with a tree. Flargo, there's going to be some ground rules if you're going to stay, and it starts with no flying the ship. Ah, ground rules. I get it. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. You're, you're losing me. Every time you talk, I want to throw you off again. Yeah, I think maybe we should just throw him off, and he can just hang out there until we get back. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning towards throwing him off. Oh, guys, come on. 
I won't touch the handles again. I thought if I showed how great I was at piloting stuff that I'd never piloted before, that you'd, <laughs> you'd be really impressed. I'll pick him up and I'll throw him over. <laughs> Wait. Ah, ah. Yep. He's on a rope. All right, guys. I think we need to take a vote. I think we should keep him, but I think we keep a close eye on him. Does anybody have like a fish tank? You can put him in there with some like food. I don't think he's going to live in a fish tank. Well, it's not really up to him at this point. I think he could clean the ship, maybe make himself useful and help out. Not to mention, imagine if we ever do fight another ship in the sky, we can just launch him on that ship and let him take control. He'll crash it right into the ground. Okay, now that's cool. That's a great plan. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. All right, haul him back up. That's not going to be me. I think we should leave him down there while we're gone for the ship. That's just where he stays if we're not here. Just hanging upside down in the forest. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. Braddock can handle this guy. She's been dealing with him on the mountain anyway. Yeah, she really handled it well last time, too. She was drinking her tea. Leave her alone. <laughs> no, we can't leave him hanging there, dudes. All right, let's bring him up. Trash, would you mind? Fine. And then I pull him up. He's smiling as he comes up. <laughs> What'd you guys decide? <laughs> All right, Flargle, if you're going to stay here, you got to pull your own weight. you got to help out around the ship, and you got to stop doing reckless, irresponsible, stupid things without asking first. And what happens if you try and fly the ship again? He gestures towards his neck. Oh, no, no. In half. Like a hot dog. Fun. You mean like down the middle in half? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the worst way to be cut in half. Cleft in twain. <laughs> okay, okay. No regular goblin stuff. I got it. Yeah, if you're going to be part of the crew, bro, you got to stick to our rules. But who's the boss? Oh, God. It's just... <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely me. It's anybody that's not you. You're on the bottom of the pole, so don't worry about it. Is there opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Flogabuds, let me ask you this. Where do you see yourself in the future of this company? Uh, I, I hope to be two, two halves as one <laughs> in this company in the future. And uh, some kind of medals or some treasures or something like that. I mean, really just... You know, maybe just great things like what happened today. I know I won't get to fly the ship again, but I feel like I'll have other opportunities. Not to fly the ship, but to do other stuff. I'm going to bend down and take the ruby I pulled out of the uh, figureheads. All right, Flargo, we're trusting you, bro. Here's your first payment. But you need to, you know, you need to be good on this. We're really giving you a lot here, a lot of trust. So here you go. His eyes go wide as he takes it. The pupils dilate like cat's eyes. As he looks in it, you see the ruby reflected within, and then he just takes it and just shoves it in his mouth. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Hey, hey that's yours, bro. Whatever you want to do with it. Ah, oh, I'm going to stay with you guys forever. Well, Flarkle Buns forever. All right, we'll talk about that later. All right, now go clean the kitchen or something. So what's my rank? What's my title among the crew? Oh Lord, <laughs> uh, you haven't e you haven't even earned a title yet, buddy. All right, you made a mess down below deck with all that flying. Why don't you go down there and give Braddock a hand cleaning it up? All right, he walks away mumbling different names. Flargo Flargo Buns the rankless. 
Well, I don't see how that could go wrong at all for us, guys. Yeah, me neither, bro. Let's go. Okay, so so what's our plan? Are we going to try to get down in this forest, or are we going to leave the ship here? Absolutely, bro. I said two options. You just said absolutely. Yeah, we're going in the forest. With the ship? No, with the giant slide. Can nobody see this giant floating ship above the secret hidden forest? Totally doubt it. Well, <laughs> if that creature's going to come flying back, then we don't want him to just ransack the ship. That's true, guys. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you guys said that he attacked you on the ship before. And you said that the, the ship is what you had that maybe this, this guy wants. Either we need to be close to the ship or on it. Is that him? That's Rick. That's Rick. That's Rick. Oh, God. I was like, he's here. It's the guy that we're pretty sure the other guy was looking for. Okay, so maybe we just hang out on the ship. Maybe we stay here for the night and see if this guy approaches. We can be prepared in case he does. And if he doesn't, we can stay on the ship and take it on tomorrow. To, like, set up some traps and stuff. So I did have some stuff to give you about the forest a little bit. And also, this is why you would have been in the air. Rick walks up to whoever's piloting, and he looks out over the plains. What the hell happened to this place? He gestures towards the large patches of circular dead grass having been scorched or whatever by the magics that fell from above. Copes is leaned back and he's got his hooves kicked up, one hand on the wheel. Yeah, but there's these bombs and this scourge that was dropped from the sky. Oh, this happened everywhere? I remember you guys told me in the story something happened to the mountain. You must have rolled a good perception check that night, because we didn't get that until just now. But yeah, yeah, we think it happened everywhere. we got to figure out what's going on. Wow. Whatever it was must have been serious. But where did they come from? The, the sky, bro. Not the ground. He looks nervously around the airship. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Danger close. I hear them talking. Uh, Rick, it was... Do you remember that storm? The night of the festival? I was in prison there. I remember the ground shaking for just a moment, though. There was a massive storm that night, and it wasn't just rain and thunder. It brought something else with it. It was, it was some of these magics. And it fell on the mountain, and it looks like it's fallen on these plains. And we really don't know how far and wide it's really affected yet. Wow. Something big must have happened. Where the hell could they have come from? If they came from the sky... Stars, bro. Star bombs. The heavens are falling. I just scared myself. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> the forest above. You see that similar to pretty much everywhere else you've been. This one, as you kind of moved away from the mountain, you remember the damage that occurred to the rest of the plains is considerably less dense than what happened to the mountain. So there's a few patches of destroyed forest here, but you do see that around the... I guess the center of this grove here. It looks like all of the trees have completely collapsed outward as though as though something made a pretty fierce impact. Although the trees themselves are not they're not like broken and dead and desiccated like the ones you saw before. It's like something impacted and broke the trees apart. What time of day is it? It's probably dusk at this point, honestly, considering all you've done today. And you guys were descending the rope down into the canopy. Well, it's, it seems like something hit this forest or some sort of damage may have been done. Should we hop down there and quickly check it out? 
and maybe see if it's a, a place to stay? Absolutely, bro. I can't be around a hidden grove and not go in. Is there any way we can get the ship down lower then? Into the grove? Is there any opening? Uh, I mean, you could probably bring it down pretty close to where all those trees are broken and fallen down. It looks like there's a portion of it that's been opened up, and if you just went a little bit closer or went into it a little bit, you probably could see pretty well. Yeah, if that monster attacks our ship again, I don't want to be too far away, you know? As close as we can get it would be great. Yeah, I agree. All right, bros, I'm taking her down. All right, I nose it down uh, towards the clearing, that area. All right, you head over towards the center of the grove. As you pass over, you see that the trees that you're passing over as you get close look to have been shattered clean along their trunks as though something with great force tumbled them over. It's like a crop circle kind of looking thing outward. As you edge over those first trees, Nox. Yes. Yes. I need you to name the wing of the Arcane University on Alcaster Isle where they would have housed magical creatures and beasts. The wing, okay. Uh, Conjuration magic would work too if you wanted to follow that vein of of wizardry instead. Zootopia. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) The Animalicum. Um, uh, why why you gotta put me on the spot? You knew that was gonna be it. And you know how Brent feels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. This is your chance to make the world. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, let's go with the... can't look shit up, bro. You can use Utopia, bro. We're going to go with the Alcazar. Cool. It's a Spanish place or fortress. I like that name. They called it the Alcazar. As you come over these trees and finally can see into this clearing, Nox, you can hardly believe it. It's an entire wing of the Arcane University that you studied at. The entire building, or at least part of it, it's the Alcazar. Okay, okay, guys, this is this is wild. There's a there's a whole section of building down there. This was part of where I studied at. How does a building get launched through the air? Does it normally do that? Just show up places? I, uh, I mean, no, no. This was this had more to do with like conjuration and summoning or animals or different things like that it should have no way to be halfway across a continent did someone steal our giant slingshot idea oh, oh we should have patented it dang it <laughs> I put my hand on Nox's shoulder and went hey bud you're home at least right welcome home to give you a description of it for the most part what you're seeing is really just a pile of ruins made up of large dark stone blocks the only thing that gives some semblance to what you remember as being the Alcazar is the lone tower which seems to be relatively unharmed. Any other parts of the buildings or the annex or whatever was nearby lay in complete ruins. You don't see any bodies or anything like that however. At the top of the tower stands the the figurehead that you know symbolizes the Alcazar. What is the figurehead? Uh, it is a... I can't remember the name. What's the the creature? Manticore. Manticore. That's what it is. It's a big stone manticore. Proudly standing atop the tower. Uh, About how high up are we? Uh, You've probably brought yourself 60 to 100 feet. 
let's just say within a hundred feet of the ground level. Okay, guys, couple things. I think we need to get down there and check this out because this is wild. And also, I think I may have just found us a new figurehead for this ship. I think that manticore might look nice up here. Think it's too heavy, bro? Uh, we got a winch. We can figure it out. But I think we need to get down there right away and check this out. Something's not right here. Bring us down, Captain. All right, Captain, drop anchor. We have an anchor. I don't think we need an anchor. Uh, you probably do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I dropped the anchor. And strangely enough, as you drop it, it just slings straight up into the air. It just hangs tight up there. Hmm. Well, that would have been helpful earlier. Huh. <laughs> I wonder if this is Fargo Buns proof. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Fargo Buns, I think I have a job for him. Let's get him up here. And Nox is going to go up to the winch on the front and launch it down to the ground, just at any part of the ground. I figure this winch may be the fastest way to get back up on the ship if something happens. We could have Flargomunz man the winch, and we could all grab the chain and rip us up here if we need. And Flargomunz is in charge of the rescue. Oh, Lord. Uh, that's right. I didn't mean to say it like that. No, you are. You are in charge. It's so important that you make sure it happens. Am I getting a promotion already? No. But maybe, if you do good, you could get a rank. All right, then I won't be Flargobuns, the rankless. That's the one I settled on. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> i give him a little five. All right, you can count on Flargobuns. Rick, you want to come down there with us and check it out, or do you want to stay up on the ship? I don't want to miss my chance at going after whoever it is if they come looking for this ship. I'll stay here. If something happens, I'll let you know. I feel better that way, to be honest. If anything goes wrong, go ahead and just cut Flargobuns in half right there. He nods approvingly. <laughs> That's a real easy way for Brent not to have to do a character voice while we're down in this forest. Yeah, he gives you an approving nod. Add one to your inventory. Thank you. Dang it. Wait, was that for me? Obviously not. Hey, Thrash. Why don't you give that other sending stone over to Rick, buddy? And then we'll have one on the ground and one in the air. Who has another sending stone? You always have both of them. No, I have one and Braddock has one. We have one from Wagon Wheel, too. Can can they be connected to others? Well, oh, what, yeah, so there's already one. Yeah, we already got one on the ship. Yeah, so they, sending stones are keyed really to only one other stone. Is there like a little cubby we could stick Braddock's in and then it's like a megaphone announcement through the whole ship? Just like set it on the uh, the engine compartment and then it'll just rattle through the whole ship. I like that idea. Yeah. That's how uh, Captain Copes was talking to all the passengers, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. There you go. Okay, guys. How are we going to get down? Do our rope ladders reach? Super slide, bro. Uh, the super slide got ripped off thanks to Flargo Buns. He's going to have to build us a new one. And we're pretty high up. Ah. Have you fired that, that grappling thing yet? It's Yeah, it's just a chain running to the ground now. Yeah, well, uh, why don't we toss a piece of cloth over that thing and just give it a sweet slide down? Oh, zipline it, man. Zipline it. Yeah, that, that could work. I'll try it first. All right. Now I pull off my unbuttoned T-shirt and go for it. All right. Go ahead and just make a roll for me. What kind of roll? Athletics, probably. Okay. Okay. 19. All right. It's a little bit of a bumpy ride, but you... No, it's not. 
a little bit. <laughs> the, okay, the slightest bit of bumps on the ride. But I'm holding it with my hooves. Okay, so it's just clapping as you slide down. No, I'm just kidding. Clap, 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 clap. You can't tell that it's a bumpy ride because your feet are vibrating so fast anyway. Oh, I didn't think about that. The whole time I'm in here, I'm like... <laughs> Dude, are you nervous, man? What's going on? <laughs> All right, who's up next? All right, you slide down into the relative safety of the rubble on the ground. Yeah, that looked easy. I'm going to take my shot and pull off the hoodie, wrap it around the chain and give it a good jump off the ship. Uh, I got a 15. All right, you slide on down easily. Fuck you. There's more bumps, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to talk about how bumpy it is every time. Well, I also had a thicker hoodie as my thing, so... Funny you brought it up for as a precedent. For the first one. It's probably smoother. You learned from what you saw before. That's right. You make it down to the ground. Just So everyone else just make their roll and tell me if you roll poorly. And that is, you said, athletics, right? Yep. Modded 20. I got a six. There it is. Thank God we're all down there before you. I catch him. Anyway, moving on. So you make it down there. A knock. So you make it about a third of the way down. And the, what is it you're using to carry yourself down? Oh, uh, the scimitar, of course. The scimitar? Not a very good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I don't want to take away your scimitar, but that's what I would have done to literally anything else. I'm just going to let go as soon as it gets bumpy. It'll fall into the forest. I mean, it's not going to disappear. All right, you're just holding on to the blade of the scimitar because it just slices into your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you let go. Yeah, I'm just going to let go and pull another harpy feather out of my little fanny pack and cast Featherfall and slowly drift down to the ground. All right. As it burns up into ash. and Where does that sword land? <laughs> Where do those ashes scatter that it turns into? So you land about 60 feet from where everybody else is landing right now. You land in the midst of the grove amongst the tumbled down trees. All right, Nox! That's awesome! Guys, I didn't do very good. I think you did great! I'm going to hoof it over to Knox. Yeah, I'm heading their way. Uh, roll a perception check for me, Demarok. Nine. A nine? It's all good, bro. Oh, no. The <laughs> <laughs> beautiful forest. Wow. It's like a beautiful cinematic movie scene. Yeah. Before one of us gets snatched by a freaking velociraptor. Now, Copes is, like, jumping around and, like, this is home. Not home, but... This is awesome. Seder squad mode? Yeah, he's in full Seder squad mode. He's loving this. All right. I'm glad you're happy, Copes. Can we go check out the magic building that's landed in the forest? Woohoo, bros. Woohoo, watch this. Backflip. Knox, as you make your way back. Can't do that in the city. <laughs> <laughs> as you make your way back, Knox, it's a little bit difficult to traverse because of all of the torn brush and overturned trees. Mm -hmm. So you find yourself having to duck under and climb over various broken foliage, and you get a perception check right before you make it back. That's a, ooh, it's a 16, a 17 minus one. It's a little bit bumpy. That's, <laughs> that's my first good perception check of the game. All right, as you're making your way back, you hear the sound of brush and leaves being crushed behind you. It's almost fierce for a second. You're not sure if it's a stray wind kicked up a bunch of leaves or maybe something just ran through really quickly, but you don't catch sight of anything. Maybe it's not definitive enough for you to be sure that it is something. 
Right. Um, so I'm pretty close to the group at this point. Yeah. This is as you're emerging out of the woods. This is what you hear. Okay. I'm going to very quickly scamper over to Copes. You know, a traditional gnome scamper. Uh, hey, guys, we may have some company here. Something's in the woods behind me. If it's in the woods, bro, it's got to be a friend. I just casually step behind Copes. Yeah. I hold my arms out in a hugging motion. Hello, bro. Anyone there? Hey, with this tower being here, we may need to be a little more cautious about what could be around us. What do you mean? This was the the wing of the school that dealt with conjuration and and different beasts and animals of sorts. Animals? Anonymous? Yeah, yeah, that. (laughs) I love animals. Are you saying there could be like dragons and like two-headed zebras and stuff? (gasps) I mean, I don't know about that. You see that statue on top of the tower? Does that thing look too friendly to y'all? No. Just be ready. Be prepared. Keep your eyes open. Wait, if we think one of those things is out here, should we be getting inside? I, I think we just need to be prepared. I prepare an action. Okay, I s- prepare something. <laughs> I prepare myself. Cope, should we try to check the woods, see if we could figure out what it might be, or should we head into the tower? Uh, I'll check. Can I check, Brent? Check what? I check if I see anything, if he tells me about it. You can look for something. if you Or some tracks or something. I mean, yeah, if there's something charging, I mean, I assume he can tell me which way he thinks it's coming from. Well, he doesn't hear anything now, but he can tell you where he came from. Okay. You guys uh, stay close to me and do a little looking. Yeah, just see if there's any tracks or anything like that. That's a seven. <laughs> Nothing here, bros. <laughs> You do find some typical animal tracks that you might see in the forest. Little squirrel monsters, those little flat-faced dogs, the occasional great gazelle, two-headed zebra, those are common. But you don't see anything that stands out to you as abnormal. I don't see anything, Knox, but if maybe if you heard something, maybe we should take cover? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was just, just an animal in the woods. Yeah, I bet you were totally wrong. I think we should check out this rubble in these ruins, but I think we need to be on alert. So the bottom of the tower, it looks like the bottom of it's completely obscured by rubble. You can see just the top of the door emerging above the rubble. It looks like you could probably easily get to one of the first windows, though from experience you remember that they're barred. And to go any further up, you'd have to make some kind of climb check to make it up there. Is this tower standing straight up and down? No, it's not. It's probably leaning at like a 35-degree angle. Oh, okay. There's no door. So there is a door that you can just barely see. It's just peeking above the rubble that surrounds it. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe we could clear some of this rubble out and get in the door. All these windows are blocked off, barred off. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a crashed leading building. I thought it was like transported in space. But, yeah. Yeah, we could move some of that, or could we get in those windows? We could certainly try. They're barred off, but, I mean, if anybody can get through them. Huh. What do you think, Thrash? If only one of us could be a small animal that could fit through the bars. Phony. Yeah, but that's not going to... Oh, no, we would need a confident druid for that. Dang it! Hey, Thrash, you know, I really don't appreciate it. Can you not just pull the bars off the window? I mean, probably. I go do that. All right, you got to roll pretty damn good for that. Oh, well, we're fucked. <laughs> there we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. That'll be a 
Assuming that's going to be athletics, it's a 12. Just make the groaning sound. (laughs) Short and sweet. Fucking talent. It doesn't budge. It does feel... Nope. It does feel like a couple of them feel a little bit loose, though. Nope. Didn't work. Somebody else want to give it a try. Maybe we should just clear some of the rubble out from the door and we can get in here. All right, we'll do it the hard way. Knox picks up a very small rock and moves it. I was about to say, Cope starts picking up the smallest rocks. All right, everybody, we need to help. Brushing away twigs. Yeah, I help clear the rubble. All right, so you start clearing. Yep. It's going to take a while. Let's say an hour passes as you spend your time clearing the rubble. Jiminy Christmas. Everyone roll a perception check as you work hard. Of course, I just came up with an idea to get past this. Copes rolls a 21. 18 for Thrash. Uh, Nox got a 12. 7. So only the 21 is good enough to hear this. Oh, wow. As you guys are working to clear the rubble, who was it, Copes, that heard it? Know it, baby. As he's casually picking up sticks. This is my plan. I was <laughs> leaving my mental faculties it's barely perceptible. You're not surprised that the others didn't notice it. At all. This is something for the chosen one. It's the familiar footfalls of some kind of four-legged animal, but you hear it swiftly move past the group, and then you see maybe the signs of its form as it leaps over the top of the tower. All right, I keep clearing away rubble, and I'm going to say, just kind of under my breath, eyebrows, there's, uh, there's something here. How close are we to getting inside? You got like 10 more minutes of moving rubble. (sighs) Bros, there's something here. It sounds big. We can even post up or make haste on getting inside this door, but we need to make a decision now. I started ripping rocks away. Tossing them. It reinvigorates me. Nice, yeah. Maybe you pass the next 10 minutes nervously, waiting, expecting something to happen, but nothing does. You clear the rubble from the door. Now, the door is a little bit stuck. After only a few moments of prying, you're able to open it. <sighs> Oops, I don't know if you were tricking us. You get in here faster, but it worked. I run inside the door first. All right, yeah, you're in. Yeah, yeah, we follow, we follow behind. And we look around. Yeah, we all go in. And we see... So everyone who can see, other than I think, which is everyone other than Thrasher. Uh, and? Oh, and Copes. Yeah, that's right. Copes cannot... No, I think it's actually only me because Jared got the sword that casts dim light. Actually, if I stand next to him, can I see? Yeah, man, it ca- there's light. If, you, if I was holding a candle, you could also see. Not if you're holding it in front of me. You have to hold it to the side or behind you. That's excellent advice. <laughs> I, I thought you said when you got Circle of the Stars, you got dark vision. That's definitely probably true, maybe. Or I think you get... You can cast a spell that gives it to you, something like that. Let's not look into that. You walk in, you see that the far end of the room, remember it's at about a 35 degree angle, is just a pile of desks and other wooden furniture. You see what must have been jars full of magical liquids, powders, all in a pile along the side of the wall. I shut the door. There's a hatch that leads to the next floor, but there's no stairs that lead up to the hatch. Yeah, the hatch is on the opposite wall, so it's not easy to get to. Opposite ceiling, sorry. Same ceiling as the door that you went through, so it's pretty much straight above you. Uh, about how tall is the ceiling? Uh, 20 feet. Oh my... Uh, 
You're hoping he would say two foot 11 or something? <laughs> I mean, eight foot is standard. That's all I'm saying. Wizard towers, man. <laughs> if I had a wizard tower, it would have like six foot ceilings. That's all. Well, there was one wizard who had ten, he had 12 foot ceilings. And then the next wizard who built a tower wanted 13 foot ceilings. So, <sighs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right, guys, we got to get up to that hatch if we want to keep checking this thing out. Is it pretty destroyed in this room? You couldn't really tell. Maybe you see some banners along the walls that denote the type of magic you were expected to learn there. But pretty much everything that must have been in this room that wasn't nailed to a wall or affixed to something is in a large pile at the bottom. So you'd have to go and look through it if you wanted to really see what was intact. You see books, papers, desks that may or may not have stuff still in them. Like I said, magical powders and liquids. Most of them broken, but still there. Okay. Are the desks still kind of in one piece? Maybe a couple of them are. Most things are probably destroyed to the point where you're just seeing pieces and parts of it. But yeah, sure, there's a couple that aren't. Guys, I don't know, maybe we could possibly stack a couple of desks up and try to build our own ladder to get a little closer to this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's an idea. I know, Copes, you can jump pretty good. Maybe if we can get you halfway there, you could reach it. Drop a rope down. (laughs) Should we not throw the rope up first? (laughs) Terrible idea. Yeah, let's let's do this, bros. I can jump, I think, at least 38 feet if I roll well. I'll start stacking desks. You know, pieces of desks. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's build a structure. You start building some stuff. Somebody give me a roll. Somebody be responsible for this roll here. A roll to build a... A desk tower or whatever. I want to make a roll, but it's not for this. What do you want to roll for? I want to search through the shit. You can. You keep saying magical powders and stuff. I mean, I want to look. Let's build the desk first. How about Demi and Thrasher build the desks? Because y'all are beefier, and me and Cope, since we didn't do any lifting outside anyway, can look for stuff. All right, you and me, Demi, let's do this. All right, I'm rolling. I got a six. He's stacking the desk upside down. Uh, what? what? <laughs> Demi's holding a poster. I don't know how this is going to help us. <laughs> I'm calling this athletics since I'm lifting things, so that's a 22. So you're able to cobble together a pretty good-looking tower. You're kind of surprised that it's not toppling over or even wobbling, but you must have stacked them real well. We did it. I'm using, like, some soot to just... I'm decorating it while he builds it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to do an investigation and kind of scrounge through the the debris and see if I can find anything. All right, well, that's a crit one, so... (laughs) Ooh, okay, okay, this is awesome. I'm so excited now. Damn it. I don't like to hear that. It's never good when you say I rolled a crit one and your DM goes, awesome. I need you to roll a D100 for me. Okay, now I like it again. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I don't mind dying if I get to roll a D100 for it. Yeah, if it's cool. I said before that all he cares about is rolling for loot. It's not even getting something. He just no. likes rolling a D. Yeah. You can just roll D100s whenever you want, Tyler. Somebody doesn't have to tell you to. Yeah, that's what I need. That's my lifeline. Here we go. 88. I feel like that's bad in this particular situation. Brent's got a dumb smile on his face. This is not good. That's just his face. Oh. This is an interesting one. Okay, so I need you 
I didn't even know this was on this table that I chose to use. I need you to roll two more. D100. Oh, at the same time? Yeah, just one's going to be first, one's going to be second. I'll just do it like that. All right, 74 and a 58. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. I had to go look through the stuff. All right, so let's start with the bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll text you about the good so that I don't have to give it away. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you feel very sick from this. Whatever it was that you touched, maybe a little bit of it got in your mouth. Maybe all you did was touch it. But you just feel really horrible now. Uh... You have disadvantage on strength and dexterity checks until you feel better. Oh, no, Bryce. <laughs> Quick climb on this desk and jump for the ceiling. <laughs> Don't root around in here. Oh. And let me text you the second one so I don't forget. Is that emo getting at you, Copes? Uh, I think so. It's all a sudden, though. No. Yeah, we probably need to find something different to eat next time. Yeah. So I'm kind of terrified now, but can Knox also look through the pile? I was looking through my phone for Copes. <laughs> <laughs> He's in deep, boys. <laughs> Is Copes here with you right now, bro? Oh, I got a 24. I rolled a 19 and a 20. Nice. Damn it. This is what happens. You get all excited just to roll for something. <laughs> I know. I'm still excited, to be fair. I just want to be here. <laughs> all right. So looking through the piles of debris... You find actually a a few jars and bottles that are unbroken, though it doesn't look like they were labeled very well. You're able to take them and their contents seem undisturbed. A couple of them have different colored powders and one has a thick yellow liquid in it. Okay. So in addition to that, you're able to glean a little bit from the scattered bits of paper that you're able to find that are still legible. They seem to have been recently experimenting with changing the size of a summoned creature, uh, perhaps making it very small or very large, basically exceeding the bounds of what the creature normally, what space the creature normally contains. Mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with that. And you find a, it must be pretty old, a tattered spell book. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. So he's going to grab that spell book and a couple of the vials and everything that he can that's collected and he kind of comes crawling out from under the pile. Hey, Cope, some of this stuff looks pretty dangerous. Be careful down here. Uh, it's fine. Uh. And he's going to climb out and he's going to take a quick look at the spell book. All right. So you find some select conjuration spells inscribed within. It looks like a lot of the pages have been removed already. But you find the spell Tensor's Floating Disc inscribed within. You also find web inscribed within. Awesome. In addition to that, you find the spell Summon Lesser Demon. Oh, no. You could get a rune medium if we get one of those. Oh, there he is. There he is. (laughs) Yeah, if you could summon him about 300 times. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Nox is pretty thrilled with that because he knows he can copy them down on his own and he could be able to cast those so he's going to go and pocket the spell book in his pack and head back up i found some pretty cool stuff in here but uh and even a spell book but i think we should should try to keep moving on 
It looks like a heck of a desk ladder y'all built. Thanks, man. Worked really hard. You like the flowers I put on it, Knox? They're beautiful. Thanks, bro. I'll feel so much safer climbing it. I'm going to go ahead and climb up first. About how far away does the, the desk from the trap door go? You got another eight feet until you get to the top, but that should be doable for most people. Yeah. I mean, Thrasher can dunk. Yeah. That's well established. So true. So Thrasher goes and jumps up there and pulls himself up. <laughs> hey, you, you made a 22 to do the roll. You grab onto the latch of the hatch. It pulls free pretty quickly, but you feel something, like something scratch against the surface of the hatch as you pull it free. No. Oh, God. I hope it's not a million little bugs. But you're hanging in the air a little bit, holding on to the hatch door. It's open. So it did open up? It did. I felt something scratching, but then it opened up. Like something was sitting on top of it and then moved as soon as you started pulling away. Ah, it's a piano. (laughs) Guys, I think there's something up there. Just swinging by the hatch in the air. (laughs) I, I pull myself up. All right. I also pull out my celestial sword so that I can use it to see. So, and it's a good thing you did. Remember, it is well past dusk at this point. It's probably pretty much late evening. And so you can't see that well without a light source. Looking around, the floor is covered in shattered bits of glass. You see little bones scattering the, the, the floor around you. The walls, which still have things attached to them, bear drawings of cross-sections of various creatures. Most of them pretty large. You see some dinosaurs in there. You see some... Give me some other giant creatures that exist in this world. Elephants. Elephants. You see some elephants. Rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. There you go. Giant pigeons. Ooh, yeah. Dire pigeons. Dire pigeons. Uh, Rocks. You see diagrams of those along the wall. But other than that, similar to the other room, there's a bunch of shattered and broken furniture. Looks like it's primarily chairs and a few desks clumped up against the wall. You see shelves, quite a few shelves that circle the circumference of the room, all of them empty, though you suspect that the glass shards covering the ground are the remnants of whatever that was. How's it look up there, Thrash? A lot of glass, a lot of little bones. Uh, Somebody come on up here. And I dangle my arm down to, you know, help up whoever's coming next. Hey, hey, Copes, could you pass me up to Thrash? Ugh. Yeah. I'll try. Maybe Demi. Hey, Demi, could you pass me up to Thrash? No, I can do it. Yeah, no, for sure, but actually, you want to jump on my back? I can do it. Oh, I love it. I'm climbing up now. Yes, that'd be that'd be great. I just easily climb right up to the top. <laughs> As we're climbing, uh... Oh, by the way, I, I found some notes down there. It looks like they may have been working with some sort of enlarge reduce effect. Uh, on animals, so I don't know if that's what we're going to find up here, but just be ready. I hope it's a really small, cuddly giraffe. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Best case scenario. Oh, giraffe. Did he say glass or giraffes? Oh, giraffe. (laughs) 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 I climbed to the top of the structure and reached my arm up to Thrasher. I pulled them up. Yep, you pull them up. Oh, Oh, that was... Gosh, that was kind of nice. You're so strong. Isn't it nice? This is how it always feels for me. Yeah, that was... Ooh, that did something to me. Copes, let's go. 
All right, I climb up to the top. I pull him up, too. I know you said I get disadvantage, but you didn't make anyone else do a check. No, I didn't make anyone else roll. So <laughs> yes. you just dead weight get pulled up. <laughs> You're not helping at all. <laughs> All right, Brent, I have a question, and, and maybe this is something that should have been explained, that, which I was just thinking of, but uh, assuming I've been in this tower before, if these just doors are 20 feet up in the air, is, did there used to be like a ladder or something? Is that something I would know or no? You know that each wizarding school had its own equally annoying ways that they used to traverse the towers? They couldn't just do stairs because that'd be too, you know, that'd be too plebeian. Gotcha. Too drab. Yeah. Plebeian's a big word, like mayonnaise. This one, conjuration is also the purview of teleportation circles. Right. It's possible that they use those, even though it takes a whole year to create a permanent teleportation circle. Right. A whole year? A whole year of casting a, a teleportation circle in the same spot every day. You're all in the room. You you have to drag copes like a sack of potatoes across the ground his skin cuts and bleeds from from the glass here you guys are in this room filled with glass shards and tiny little bones is that all that's in here can I look around for can I investigate yeah absolutely you can investigate watch out be careful nobody touch the powders that's a 10 oh you're fucked 6 plus 4 looking around you find mostly unbroken these glass jars they're made of this very thick glass with a tight lid. Maybe you find a shattered piece of one of them. It looks like this room must have been filled with these along the shelves. Seeing all the little bones on the ground, you imagine they must have been little skeletons or something like that. They had on display in these glass bottles. Oh, what's above me? Are we in another 20-foot room or... Above you? The shelves go pretty high up about 12 feet is when the shelves stop circling around the circumference of the room and yet again you see another hatch in the most inconvenient spot wherever that is gotcha and one more thing (sighs) i guess there's not much other than the glass and bones and the little cross sections of creatures that you see along the wall but you find something in the corner you find a mostly intact one of these glass containers you see that this one, however, running along the length of the glass are thin strips of metal, almost as though they've been baked into the glass as it was made. And it stands pretty much completely unbroken aside from a single crap. Uh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> it's got a poop in it. A single crack that runs along its length. However, it looks like the top seal was broken. All right, I want to pick the bottle up and... Look at it more closely. Is there a liquid in it? Can I see through it? You're looking into it. So you see little... Roll a nature check. A five. Five. You don't know what they are. They're they're little... (laughs) It's going to sound so obvious when it... They're little... These these little brown things. Hey, uh... (laughs) Hey, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Copes... (laughs) I know you're not feeling good, but you know what these little brown things are? They look like poops. <laughs> There's a crap in that jar. It looks <laughs> like a crap jar. That's <laughs> uh, what it looks like, bro. I'll take it to him and let him look at it closer. Let me look. Can I do a nature check? Yeah. It's a modded 20. 
So something's off about these little poops here. <laughs> they smell good. What the fuck? <laughs> they don't look like any kind of rodent or other creature that you would have seen before. They look off. You, you're not sure what could have pooped something like this. <laughs> <laughs> these look like a giant creature pooped small. Hold on. Is it poop at the jar? Or is this a joke? Maybe it's berries. No, it's it's poop. Oh, it is poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think they were into some dark magics. It looks like whoever's <laughs> keeping poop in a jar. Those are adorable. <laughs> some dark, steamy magics. I want to lift the top off of it. Top's already off. Okay. It is broken as though forced off. Okay, I got the question. Did somebody? put poop in this jar with their hands or with their butt it just keeps getting worse and worse because i think that makes a big difference as to what we're dealing with demi i think there may have been something in the jar like an animal that maybe busted its way out oh with the poop it seems like they had a lot of these skeletons in these jars honestly i'm so confused is there anything moving around in here does anybody see any any live creatures Felt like there was something on the door before I opened it. I want to yell really loud. Do that real quick for the mic. Yeah, go ahead. Do it for the microphone. Is there anybody in here? <laughs> Suddenly, the corner of the room where all the stuff is piled, it just explodes and rains debris all over the room. Oh! Everyone gets to roll a perception check as debris explodes upward and then begins raining down on the four of you. Oh, God. I hope there's not shit in this one, too. Modded 21. 19. 3. 9. All right, so 19 and 21. You see a small little tailed creature run quickly out of the debris pile right after it explodes outward. How small? Like mouse? You guys rolled high enough to see... It looks like a little lizard that walks on two legs. Can I try and snatch it? Try and snatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess well, you saw it. I mean, you, let's deal with both these things at the same time. So first off, debris is raining down from the sky. Everyone rolls a dexterity check to avoid damage. And I get disadvantaged, right? That's right. I lay under copes. And I did see it coming because I rolled well enough, so I get advantage. Ah, damn it. Fifteen. Pass. How are we going to kill Jared like this? Nine. Eighteen for me. Modded twenty. All right, so only Copes fails. <laughs> you don't get advantage, Jared. Yes, I do. Oh, you do, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Either because it's on my sheet or because you if you just say out loud, Jared gets advantage, one or the other. Everyone rolls so high against doing damage against Copes. Uh, you take 11 damage, Copes. Yeah, I'm out. As what falls on top of you? What falls on top of me? Like a whole desk? Yeah, no. It's a chair and a desk. A chair A chair falls and your head goes through the wicker of the chair. Yeah, that one does five damage. And then the desk. <laughs> Wait, what do you say when, you know, as your head pops up and you got the little birds floating around it? What do you say before the desk also lands on top of that? Oh, Lord. Like, that wasn't so bad. 
<laughs> it's okay. It's hard oh, to come up with things. Ah, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, guys, that could have been so bad. I'm glad everyone got out of the way. Everyone good? Yeah, we're all nice and safe. Right, right Copes? Copes? Copes. Copes. Oh, crap! Oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> you see his feet sticking out from underneath the desk. <laughs> or his hooves. Yeah, I rush over there. I get the desk off him. Yeah, help flip the desk off. And I want to cast... Not again, he keeps dying! <laughs> <laughs> and I pull out my small castanets and do my little... Do you have any more? Yes. Uh, Tyler, you're 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 unconscious. Shut up. And I get a little over his body, and you see like small magical pellets like rain down over him, and <laughs> cast healing touch. Poop pellets, more little poops. Use your imagination. <laughs> All right, he gets healed for a D8 plus whatever your your charisma bonus is. Six total. I pop up and I say, "Did I catch the desk?" <laughs> you did catch it, actually, yeah. I did it. Best catch. Oh, no. In many ways, yes, you caught the desk. All right, I caught it. It's in one piece. It didn't get hurt at all. I saved the desk. You caught the desk. The desk caught a body. My body, huh? What caused that, guys? Oh, that's right. I saw a tiny little lizard man. He ran that way. On two feet. If he didn't heal you, I was very close to giving you that yellow potion that I just found. (laughs) I was supposed to get to try and grab him. Okay, so you were supposed to have a chance to try and grab him. I'll give everyone a chance to see this thing. You look around, you see that lizard thing standing at the edge of the hatch going down. Both Demarok and Thrasher see this and can point it out to the others. There he is! And then I go try and grab him. He makes to jump down into the, the hatch. So make a make an initiative roll against his. Ooh, all right. Make for catching our friend. I thought the same thing. <laughs> uh, 13. This thing. Ooh. Ooh. So he goes to do the jump and he just does the thing where his feet just slip. Like on the diving board, your feet just slip. <laughs> you just land on the diving board again. And I snatch him. And you snatch the thing. So the first thing you notice is that this thing is incredibly strong. As you try to grab hold of it, you feel like your fingers are starting to bend backward from the force of this thing attempting to free itself. So you get to make a contested strength roll against it. All right. Just straight strength roll? Yeah, just a straight strength roll. Whoops. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) No worries, I'm going to roll for it, too. Oh, those are my devil horn fingers. I imagine it's kind of like when a small kid grabs one of your fingers and starts bending <laughs> them back. Like, you know they're weak, but when they have just that one finger bending it, it's like, please don't break my hand. Right. <laughs> All right, so he's got a plus six to strength. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. What? So you feel your fingers bending backward one at a time as it begins wrenching itself free. You feel like you could... Try to keep holding on, but you might do some damage to your hand. Guys, help! I want to see this. I saw this happening. I dive after it as well. Nox is going to try to shut the door. Okay, okay. Add dexterity. Strength. Oh, 
if you're trying to help him hold on to this thing. A 10. A 10. So that is good enough to give Thrasher advantage on this roll, so he can roll one more time. Thank you. On Thrasher. 15. <laughs> 15, that's... This is against his previous roll. So you succeed, and... Whew, Demarok, you can feel this thing struggling. It It's insane how much power this little thing has got behind it. How tall is it? Uh, it's about three and a half inches tall. Oh my god! It's almost as tall as Nox. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying for years, sometimes three and a half inches is really impressive. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I was waiting. Brash, <laughs> hey. what is this thing? How are we even holding it? I imagine like we both have an arm, a tiny little arm. (laughs) (laughs) Nox, did you get that door shut? Uh, Yeah, Nox is going to, I assume I can just close it, right? That's no problem. Yeah, you can shut it. No problem. Okay. He's going to shut the door. Now that we're holding it, can you like give us a little more description of what it looks like? So this little creature, it's a lizard that walks on two legs. It has two stubby little arms and a pretty long body that ends in a pretty large head for its size, only being three and a half inches. And its mouth is full of sharp serrated teeth. Is it wearing clothes? It's not wearing clothes. All right. Nox stands up as it's being held. He's got an idea. He knows with animals, you just have to be really stern and aggressive. So he's going to point at it while they hold it. Hey, cool it, man. How's that work? Does it stop? <laughs> yeah, does it stop? <laughs> does he stop? Make a roll. Wait, I have to roll? If it's just going <laughs> to... But it sounded good. What should he roll to try and handle this animal? Should roll an animal handling check. I never thought of that. That's a 12. It's a 12 animal handling. I have a better idea if the dumb idea doesn't work. Why do we always go with the dumb idea first? It's more fun. So what do you, what do you do exactly? I point my finger right in his face and I get real stern and make myself look big because for once this actually makes me look big. And I tell him to stop and sit. He's thrashing around. That's your deal, Thrasher. <laughs> He's thrashing around trying to struggle free and you just put your finger in his face and he just he holds his head back in surprise and then just stares at your finger for a second. And then I pat him on the head. He goes for a bite as soon as you put your finger close to him. Dang it. But it did seem like he calmed down for a second. He gets a 21 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hits. And he deals 11 damage to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dang, Doc, did that hurt? He bit my finger. <laughs> with your size, you probably almost cut your hand off with that bite. Oh, yeah. Copes, Copes, get that poop jar quick. Get the jar. Put him get, in the jar. Get the jar. Bad. I run up oh. with the jar in my hand and I say, hey, man. Oh, real quick. When I died and got healed, did it heal my sickness? No, you're still sick. So I run up. I say, hey, man, with the jar. I say, you get in your crate, bad boy. And I'm going to roll an animal handling check. Okay. And I get plus five to this, right? That's right. So the good thing I got from that was I get plus five while interacting with animals. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> 25. Nat <laughs> 20. Hey, 25. 
All right, so I think you got free license to describe how you do this. I pop him on the head and I say, "It's a bad boy. Get in your crate. Come on." I just put the vial down by his head. <laughs> he goes to pick up a desk, angrily shatters no. it on the ground. No, no, bad. And I, I pop him on his butt. He bashfully looks at the ground and then walks into the bottle, <laughs> upset. <laughs> that's a bad boy you know you're not supposed to do that to my friends you don't bite company and I (laughs) put the topper the stopper back in the box alright you put the cap back on and I shake it a little (laughs) shake it a little with your druidic history you probably figured that this thing was trapped in here and was just trying to figure out a way to get out and it's just dumb and couldn't figure it out yeah, I get it. Is that a dragon or something? Oh my gosh, it bites hard. I think it's a tiny-ass dragon. Yeah, it's a little dragon, I think, but... Kind of looks like a tiny dragon. Yeah, he's a little guy. But he didn't mean it, I don't think. I think he's just scared. Mascot? If you get that thing anywhere near me, I'm gonna <laughs> light it on fire. I'm not opposed to it, but he's back in his crate, so just leave him there. I pull out my hat. And I drape it over it, over the bottle, because if you cut off an animal's sight, they calm down usually. So I wrap it in my hat. So you cover it up, and after a few moments, you, you hear some shuffling. It sounds way too loud for the size of the creature. And then uh, it's silent. And then a few moments later, you hear a rumbling sound, like a very, very deep and loud animal purr. Oh, that's his mom. No, no, from inside the jar. Oh. It's just like rattling the jar, shaking in your hand as this thing is <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, you add one mini T-Rex in a jar to your inventory. <laughs> yes, I will gladly add that. I will gladly add that to my inventory. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, guys, are we going to keep going up? Guys, things in this vial are uh, bigger than they appear. Uh, hey guys, this is um, Gef Joldblum, and uh, come back next week where hopefully our characters will um, find a way. Uh, make sure that you check us out on Twitter at the DHCast. We release every Thursday. Uh, so come back to listen to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are um, always guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs>